Wow. As fellow entrepreneurs, we are driving hard, really wanting to accelerate our success to make that difference in the world. We're big believers in capitalism. We create tremendous value for others and we do well by doing well. I mean, this is a great life, except, <laughs> you know, there, there's always that but. And one of the big buts is that there is a lot of liability out there. And almost everyone, you know, nobody gets through life unscarred. If you haven't been sued, uh, you haven't been in litigation, you're lucky. Uh, I've had a number of businesses. I have had that. Uh, and I've learned nobody wins even when you win. <laughs> but there are certain things that we can do to protect ourselves so that we can stay focused on the value creation. And I've got an unbelievable entrepreneur expert who has been working with our team for many, many years. He's been kind of a secret that we haven't shared. And we decided, you know what, this is an area that as entrepreneurs, we're not doing enough. And we want to be able to protect you know, our assets from being unjustly taken, you know, litigation, the whole thing. And so I've got an expert and this expert Joe Weiss has got a deep financial background uh, in a number of parts of the industry, including investment banking. So he really knows entrepreneurs well. Uh, he saw a need in 2008. Some of you might remember 2008, 2009, major downturn. You know, one of the things we tend to do is cut expenses. He was seeing entrepreneurs make very foolish mistakes in how they protect their assets. And he really dove into the high end insurance so that specialists and this is a property casualty but this is not your local type expertise this is at the extreme high end and i want to share joe with you because this is who we use uh in our group for some of the the wealthiest people we have the privilege of working with so you want to stay tuned to make sure you're extremely well thought out and how you deal with these issues. Again, I am John Bowen, where I'm the founder of AES Nation. It's all about accelerating your success. You don't want to miss this. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep, think bold, drive hard, watch yourself soar beyond your dreams aesnation.com i am so excited to have you on today uh you know you are have been a resource for our group uh my partner russ allen prince who doesn't say nice things about almost anybody raves about all the work you've done with some of the most successful people you know in the u.s and the world so uh thank you for taking the time to join us my pleasure so one of the things that um, really, Joe, what we need to do, I, I want to set the stage a bit because there's such a need for uh, insurance. I mean, we can do a lot of different things to protect ourselves and so on. We can do great business, but stuff happens, as we say. And I want to dive into some of the lessons you've learned with working with other entrepreneurs. But before, I think it's just really important we get the backstory. So what, give me a little bit of how did you, you know, I, most people don't wake up and say, hey, I want to be one of the top high end, you know, uh, personal line specialists out there. 
Well, as I tell Russ, I'm a, I'm a reformed financial services guy, so that's where I stand today. But um, So I started out in the wholesale side of financial services, representing a number of fixed income companies, John Navita Company out of uh, Chicago, one of the top uh, 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 municipal bond firms back when municipals were really a good play in the market. Uh, they only sold A or better. They were the largest in the country. It was a great place for a young man to start out in and get a good solid bound in, in the financial services world. I then moved on to, I got my dream shot. I moved on to Solomon Brothers and had a wonderful career there until uh, Mr. Sandy Weil came along and bought us and merged these those firms together as a lot of that was going on. And then uh, did consulting work with uh, Prudential Investments Advisory Group out of, uh, uh, which actually is, uh, we've done a lot of work with Russ Prince and his group at that time. Uh, launching programs for advisors uh, uh, on improving their practices and, and the like. And then finally, uh, Strong Capital Management, uh, a Midwestern firm that was actually a, a great, uh, Dick Strong's man I admire greatly, did a terrific job off Wall Street and uh, worked with his organization. So uh, that took me through about a 25-year career. And uh, about uh, 2008, 2009, I started thinking, looking at other areas of the business and seeing the advisors that I work with. Primarily, I worked with most corner office advisors with the type of products that I dealt with. And as a result, I could see things that every time I met with their clients, what their concerns were, worries were, whether they were entrepreneur, businessman, uh, you know, physician, whatever the, the, the walk of life was. And primarily there, there was sort of a three-legged stool there in which they, they worked with their financial advisor, their uh, estate planning attorney, and their CPA. And then when it came to their hard assets and especially the liabilities out there, no one seemed to have a good person to refer to or anybody that they felt was sort of on par with the rest of those individuals. So I was looking to change my life, change my career. I was on an airplane most days of my life and I was a little tired of that one to see my family again. And I started to look seriously at this and made the midlife transition in 2008 over into the property and casualty business. And I had written some articles for Private Wealth on this topic and had interviewed a number of executives at Marsh and ended up spent some time there and then about three years because I figured I was making a career change, I needed to work for a big company, and then uh, broke into the, court, the organization that I'm currently with, the Bruce Gettleman Company, which is, we're, we're basically a boutique firm that services uh, the very high end and uh, really matches my skill set probably with, with the financial advisor community and the entrepreneurs that, that I work with. So, so that brings us up to speed right now today, and, and uh, it's a great career. I, I love this life and it's a lot of fun and uh, it's it's a chance to do deep dives in knowledge about businesses and seek an understanding we'll talk about that uh, but it really uh, is a very satisfying career that's that's happy so no it really you know I, the intro, I feel like it's genie being released from the bottle here so yeah no it's it's you know i mean you're really out there making a difference joe and this is an area where most of us as entrepreneurs quite honestly um, aren't overly excited about seeing you. Um, we should be, and that's what I want to change on this podcast today. Yeah. You know that because you know one of the things, you know, litigation, you know, just the exposure of liability today. There is so much in everything that we do, and we need to do it. And you know, the, the challenge I've always had working with so many, you know, I'll call property casualty specialists, and the. Uh, you know, they, there's a lot of the, I'm not gonna name companies, but you know, package companies and many, you know, for most uh, with a home and just, you know, not a business, you can just go to the local corner, 
insurance specialists mm -hmm. and they've got a product for you. But as you get more successful, you got multiple businesses, you got complexity, you've got, you know, toys, you've got uh, things in your high profile in your community, all of a sudden things change. And, you know, what, one of the challenges I find is so many people kind of work with that, they kind of grow with that corner office or corner uh, on the street uh, insurance specialist and they're selling products. And one of the life lessons I think, you know, I, I love that you did, you, you, when you and I have uh, worked together, we were talking about this is, you know, kind of the Stephen Covey seek to understand first and, Particularly, this is so important of entrepreneurs because we got so much going on, and you know we just don't know what we don't know. That's right. That's right. And, and you you make a good point. So what happens typically in this country is it, it grows organically. You you tend to as you're an entrepreneur and you're building your business and your assets increase, you tend to outgrow the services and products that you had as as a starter. And and so the commodity insurers, the State Farms of the world, all these are great companies. And they serve, you know, a, a, an average net worth. They 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 sell an off-the-shelf product, and it's good. It suits the need. However, when your your net worth starts to increase, your you have business assets, you have risk, you have liability risk because of your your profile in the community, to name a few other things. Then it becomes a a more designed program, and that's where you you now leave the realm of the Allstate, State Farm, Geico type of model, and you now have graduated up into specialized insurance where you need an advisor who actually is going to look at this, understand it, and build a program in total. If you, let's say, and, and, and the way, and people don't even realize how they quickly outgrow what they have, especially entrepreneurs maybe that have uh, homes in multiple states, they start out with a little bit of this, that it tends to grow organic. So people don't look at it. And, and then next thing you know, you've got this program that's out of control and not everything is addressed. For example, here a quick one, you know, you have a house here, you, 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 uh, bought a house in Florida, you have a house up in Montauk somewhere, and you have a liability policy down here, but uh, your house in Montauk isn't named on it. Now, you're walking around believing that you have uh, have insurance, uh, liability insurance there, an umbrella perhaps, and you really don't because it was never put together. Insurance is regulated state by state. So what we do basically is we're that answer for those people who have grown to that point. We go in first to understand it and get the program you know the bones of it in the due diligence and then work to uh to put the right uh, the right solutions together and we work basically with the top three companies and that's chubb pure and uh and aig and uh those really have products designed for these types of individuals the the limits on umbrella policies and the like that they really need so so again you can't get those again back to your state farms and so forth great companies but they can't write i think they actually have raised their their i saw what used to be a high was five three million on an umbrella policy they may do some of them may do five but that's unusual most of our clients carry 10 and above and so that that wouldn't be appropriate for them well, and I know, I mean, that was one of the things that, you know, kind of a rule of thumb is, you know, whatever your net worth is, have the umbrella policy. And, you know, most people, you know, it's, you know, we don't feel that affluent as we're doing all this stuff. And then all of a sudden it adds up. And, uh, you know, my, uh, uh, I, I've always had an underlying policy with a, a great provider, USAA. But, you know, their cap was at $5 million. And, you know, there's excess available. There's so many different things. And what I love, and this is something you and I share, is this, 
you know, belief in really understanding the total client. We have we work with a total client profile with all the advisors. We have the privilege of coaching. They have professional networks, and they're working with individuals like yourself, Joe, because you know that you've got to understand the entrepreneur, what they have, what they you know where they're going, and then and then really deal with this. But one of the challenges um, you and I were talking about as we we're turning on the camera, you know, this this concept that you know insurance really smart business people look at as insurance as an expense. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't like expenses along the way type thing. I've never met anyone who did, so, so you're not unusual in that. So so here's the, here's a dilemma from a position uh, for someone who, who works in this world like me. So everybody watches television. Even wealthy people watch television, wealthy entrepreneurs, successful people watch it. And the, the message on television from the Geico's, the, the you know, again, this type of, of general everyman insurance is that it's a commodity. It's it's all on price. It's that's all it is. And it's, you know, save five hundred dollars, save this and so forth like this. So it's no wonder that the insurance business gets that rap, quite frankly, because it's thought of as just like, well, you know, you call an eight hundred number, you try to get it as cheap as possible. That's a dangerous thing to do if you're an entrepreneur with substantial assets at risk and maybe especially if you're high profile. We work with a number of very high profile countries right out of the newspapers who know these names. And um, believe me, you would not want to have them uh, worried about, you know, saving a nickel here or getting the best price, especially if it means that they don't have the adequate coverages that they need. There's tremendous amount of risk here. So, so it is. We are constantly bombarded with this message that it's a price thing. You try to just save money on it. I get that, and on a commoditized product, and really at that level, it pretty much is. If you examine auto policies or homeowners policies at that level, they pretty much, you know, you, you find a few differences here and there and when you analyze them, but not a lot. They pretty much are general market. They know their markets very well and they know how to compete. And they do it since, since there's so many uh, product offers out there, they compete on price. When you get to our world, it's a whole different ball of wax. And it's not that we don't seek to keep costs low. Absolutely, we do. Uh, like I said, I've never met anybody who enjoyed overpaying for anything in their life. But the fact of the matter is, is our, ours is look at a coverage standpoint first, what you actually need. Then we find it in the market. Oftentimes, that's a negotiated process as well. And uh, it's just a whole different deal. So this is a, you know, to what we were talking about before we got on camera. The, uh, the average business person, you're looking at this, especially you're an entrepreneur, you're building out your business, you're looking at fixed costs, and insurance is typically a fixed cost. It can grow or, or, or change, uh, or it can even go down if you know, there's changes in the business or structure or whatever. But the, uh, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, it's a fixed cost, and that's scary to an entrepreneur. I mean, here it is. This is what we have. We have employees, we got all these other fixed costs, now we have to have this. However, this is a fixed cost with a, with a, that takes a lot of fragility out of your life, uh, whereas there are other fixed costs that don't do that. And, and this is where it is. So, so the things that can besiege you as a business owner the, and as a litigious society that we work in right now, this is very important stuff. So, yeah, they don't want to talk to us sometimes because you're just the insurance guy. And I get that. I truly do. I even make a joke about it. But the fact of the matter is, is that they do need to talk to us. They do need to get it off this commoditized idea that, you know, it's just, well, yeah, give me, give me the basic coverage here. Just let me pay something on that. That's a dangerous methodology to, to seek help in this. Yeah, no, and it, you know, the one of the things, Joe, I can tell an awful lot of horror stories that 
where there was exposure that there didn't need to be because, right. you know, as a financial advisor, we just, you know, and, I mean, you have the experience, but I, I had a family member, uh, uh, very, you know, comfortable, not super wealthy, but comfortable. And uh, uh, they were getting their house painted and uh, somebody fell off the ladder and died. It was a, uh, it was a, uh, uh, not, uh, I can't politically correct now how to say, but illegal alien didn't know they just their church group decided to pick up a couple of people there to give them jobs and just and the, the litigation and everything else. The insurance companies didn't cover it. You know, it was terrible. Uh, uh, my sister-in-law was there and, you know, the whole thing. And so, you know, you don't know. And I, I go on a litany of things and. Um, you know, one of the th both, uh, you know, our business, we're big believers in what we call stress tests is to take a look at kind of where you are, where you want to go, and what you have, and really look at the stress, you know, economically, politically, and socially, what's going on. And everybody agrees there's a lot more liability there. And I know when I've done it, and I'm a fairly sophisticated guy in all this, I find holes and I find holes. I, I didn't find the hole, obviously. I still remember presenting, uh, you know, kind of the stress test on the, the insurance side to my wife. And she's kind of gone, you know, I'm thinking, wow, this is really good. We're taking care of all this. She was on a not for profit that didn't have what we're going to talk about next D and O. And we had some liability and we had to address that and a couple of other little holes. We got a vineyard that there was some exposure we didn't realize. And all of a sudden it's like, wow. And my wife looked at me, why didn't you deal with this? So as fellow entrepreneurs talking to each other, we should why deal with this. Our spouses <laughs> aren't impressed when we tell them that we finally got around to doing it type thing. I, I, can, I can speak to that because I sit around the conference table in, in, uh, in financial advisors offices many times and it's the wife who shoots that look over at you, you know, and then shoots it back to the husband, like, and exactly to that point, you know, why didn't you take care of this? That That's a, that's a big one. Well, so, and, and then for our female entrepreneurs too, you're, the husband, I'm pretty sure is going to look back the same way. It's, it's not gender specific at all, but let's talk about one of the big drop balls is this DNO insurance. Uh, and it doesn't need to be, I mean, it's kind of one of the dumbest things to drop the ball on. Well, this is it. And this is really because, well, think about this. And I, and I really blame this again from uh, it's an organic standpoint. You look at the people advising most people uh, financially. So let's say you're an entrepreneur and you're, you're setting up your business and uh, you're working with your financial advisor, your accountant, your there's nobody on that team. Let's say so. So the person, let's say you're now a high net worth individual, the people surrounding you and advising you, a CPA, uh, JD, the attorney, uh, the Series 765, and all the other designations on financial services and so forth, all those people advising you, there's not one person there schooled unless someone like me is brought in, and that's not to shout my horn, it's just a fact of life. Um, it, unless someone who comes in with the understanding and the licensing to, to look at that aspect, you're going to miss these things. And then they show up when they shouldn't show up when you have the problem. And this is this is a huge one. So so DNO, for example. So um, I, it's funny because I just looked at a recent study from Chubb, and they said that only about 28% of businesses across the country uh, actually uh, take take advantage of DNO. This that's ludicrous. 28%. That means that the exposure out there. And what directors and officers do, does basically for your your listeners is it's a errors and omissions insurance kind of uh, uh, coverage. 
for directors and officers. This comes through things like making bad decisions, misrepresenting the assets of a firm. It gets very technical, but it's that protection that needs to be out there if you're a director or an officer of a company. And so the entrepreneur who sets up his board and maybe it's he's, you know, he's kind of a fast running, hard driving guy. And uh, that's why he's successful. And his board members are all kind of, they're not corporate types. They're not used to operating within certain structures, let's say, and they're making fast moves. That's oftentimes a problem. Decisions are made and then there's some liability involved and they're not covered because nobody ever sat them down and advised. So, so uh, yeah, a major hole in this. And this goes really back to, so, so when we sit with these folks, our first thing is like you and I had talked about at the beginning of this, kind of uh, my entire, our, our really our entire corporate practice here is sort of based on the old Stephen Covey. And I, and I have to admit, I don't remember the seven habits and so many. many people did, but the one I remember, the one that stuck with me as the life lesson was that seek first to understand than to be understood. And I think that that's really, a, it's funny, I was listening to a podcast the other day from an intelligence officer who said that, you know, working across the world in the trenches of, of various things where oftentimes they have assets that are trying to, uh, that they're trying to either turn on their own countries and things like that, that the biggest thing was that, that how they successfully did it in the espionage world was really getting a good understanding of what the driver was and and feel and having that person feel that they were understood. So that level of trust goes along so many things. It seems to be a basic human thing. But in this business, it's extremely important for that simple fact that, you know, a little humor in there and all that. But let's face it, um, we need to really understand the business, what the risks are, point those out, because sometimes you don't even see them. You don't even see them. And with social media today, um, I'll give you a, a prime example. Sometimes if somebody for another aspect, which we'll talk about is employment practices liability, better known as EPLI in our business. And we can, we can develop that a little bit as we go forward. But there's one where let's say that you're, you're going back and forth on social media with somebody and they complain that they were abused at work, whatever that means. Um, and you sort of do the hashtag me too thing, maybe as a commiseration or maybe as a fact, who knows? Well, this can all of a sudden reflect back on the very firm that you that you work for, uh, cause problems there. There are people actually trolling for that kind of information out there. So the world has changed. It's you know the the cyber dangers. You know what we saw in our past elections and so forth, which we really still don't even fully understand the extent of it. These are real for the entrepreneurs as well. So so decisions you make, the way you communicate through social media and the like, can put you at risk that didn't ex didn't even exist. 20 years ago. And so all these things are important. So this is how we do it. We, you know, we, we've talked to them. How do you communicate with clients? What do you say in those communications? What's, what's the actual venue? These are the types of things. This way we can look at, you know, do we need cyber protection for your business? Do you, do you have executives who travel to uh, Columbia or, or places that the, the, uh, the State Department says are risky areas? We do KNR, kidnap and ransom insurance. So there's a number of different things that uh, things that we just don't think about. Nobody actually trained us for in our businesses, which makes this business so much fun. Because normally when I'm brought in to, to consult with these folks, they've never even heard of some of these things or they've been exposed to them, but didn't realize the actual risk that were presented to them and specifically to their business as a result. No, it is. You know, one of the big things I'm a believer in, Joe, is that, you know, you create structure first in a business to limit exposure, you know, the liability right. issues and so on. But there's only so much you can do. Right. And that's where, it, you know, you want to transfer those risks 
that are would be catastrophes to the business. And that's what insurance is for. And it's a it's a very efficient market. And particularly if you know what you're doing. But one of the things that's become more and more is this, you know, you, you call it EPLI, the Employee Practices Liability Insurance. And I want to go into that a bit because that's one that a lot of people aren't familiar with. And, you know, as we build scale and businesses, we've got an awful lot of people. We're, you know, hoping they're, you know, you know we're managed, they're self-managed. We're, we're going to make smart decisions. But, you know, we're human. Uh, people make mistakes even in the best companies and exposure here. Um, you know, what is this? Well, it's interesting to ask because it's, you look at um, every day in the media, you see examples of this with very high profile people. You see the Papa John thing and, and you see all these various things that are happening out there. Uh, and maybe by the time this airs, who knows, you know, that one's forgotten and we'll be on to three or four more. That's typically the way it works. So, you know, a lot of it is innocent. I don't think most people are, are maliciously trying to, you know, exploit employees or not. maybe I'm naive in that, but I don't believe that. Sometimes mistakes are made. So, so the EPLI, and by the way, uh, people, high net worth people buy this as well for employees they have in their homes. So, for example, if you look at an AIG policy or a Chubb policy uh, for a homeowner's policy for a large home in America where you have uh, a staff, they actually do EPLI and that's that protects you from, you know, uh, 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 sexual harassment and the like that, that's on there. You still can't do anything that's illegal. However, if it's perceived on that, and there's a number of on these policies differ in different things like that, but you know maybe we can provide on the show notes or something afterwards a sort of a list of things that are covered on EPLI. But as an entrepreneur putting your firm together, this is something you definitely want, and it's it's typically you'll find it in business policies. Oftentimes in a in a BOP, it'll be written in there, and so forth. A business owner's policy, a generalized policy. But if you don't specifically specify it or know about it, we always counsel on this because it's one of those things that, again, um, you know, here you are, a seasoned guy, very successful that you are, and you know the the acronym EPLI escapes you, and and that's that's. Typical. I mean, prior to my uh, coming into this business, I did not realize half of the risk that I personally shared. The same thing, and um, and my family, I just didn't know, because uh, no one has really, really. Like I said, the financial advisor community has typically not brought folks like ourselves into that to, to the fold here. And I've always oh, said, you know, that the typical uh, advisory relationship of the. Uh, uh, money person, advisor, financial advisor, broker, whatever you want to call him, the CPA and the, and the uh, estate planning attorney is a three-legged stool and it really needs to be a lot stronger structurally. It needs to have that fourth person, which is the insurance person as well, because you know, you've got all the, most of those other three are handling the liquid assets specifically and not the hard assets, the homes and oftentimes in, in our world, airplanes, air, um, uh, you know, yachts and that type of thing. But more importantly, the absolute uh, biggest risk, which is liability. The reality of it is a successful entrepreneur in this country, if you're known, you know, what you want, you want your name splashed out there, you want it on everyone's lips, that's also a liability issue. As soon as you, if you're involved in a fender bender or automobile accident, I tell my clients here in Palm Beach, as soon as they leave the island in a Rolls Royce and, uh, and get in an accident, which was a small fender bender, and as soon as their license is presented to the officer, those folks go home they Google that person, and uh, that 
the injury that would have set you back maybe a thousand dollars has now become a, a lifetime injury and, and so forth. So, you know, the, these are the things that uh, unfortunately in America, entrepreneurs, wealthy individuals, sports figures, entertainment people, all the like, all are in this position where uh, your wealth and fame, although they give you this great advantage in life, can also be a disadvantage when you're involved in the small altercations that uh, normal people would just pass off. Yeah, it's, you know, it is. And, you know, uh, Googling has become uh, a verb. And, you know, I, I can just see it happening instantly as you go ahead and do this, that you're going to, you know, somebody's going to check to see, you know, either the individual that was in the accident or the attorneys. And this is where, you know, one of the things, putting some insulation between you with the insurance and, you know, the excess coverage that we're talking about the, is relatively inexpensive. And for peace of mind alone, uh, you know, it just makes so much sense. But one of the things, Joe, you've been talking about, and this is something that's really important. We, we have the privilege of coaching some of the top financial advisors in the world these are wealth managers and they we, one of the things we coach them to do is have a professional team and it's very much like you said joe most advisors who are coming to us if they have a professional team because most of them really don't want to give advice beyond investing because uh, they get paid on the investing right. side but those that are right. really good and we have the privilege of co coaching the top have at a minimum the accountant and the attorney in their professional network and it's only, you know, I mean, we've been coaching for a number of years now, but having someone like yourself on a team is critical because, you know, businesses change. I mean, I start and close down businesses. I open up a number of things. I've got a lot of different things going on. And if you don't have that ongoing relationship, it's, you know, it's, it's really, it's, you're doing yourself a disservice. I mean, you know, talk to that, Joe, on this ongoing relationship with individuals like yourself. Sure. So, so especially in business, and this is something again. Um, this is where there should be this this consultative relationship involved between the insurance advisor and the entrepreneur or the high end individual, whichever cast it's going to be, because things change. And um, let's say, for example, and, and some of the things we talked about sort of before we got on camera here, the um, you know you have a you're you're a fast moving entrepreneur. You're building out lines of business in many directions. You're looking at various things like that. Consult with us. Oftentimes, there's maybe a higher level of liability, or insurance coverages will will uh, will be higher in that particular area. Or maybe there's some problems that we know about because we have clients already who are involved in such things, and um, and have suffered certain things, and we can tell you what to watch out for. So it's one of those things where you know make us a partner. If you're thinking about if you're drawing up pro formas in your business and you're looking at going forward and you're thinking about this, nobody ever checks and very few with, with the insurance advisor. We have several clients here. We have a, a big concern here in Fort Lauderdale, just south of me, um, that uh, uh, run by a very talented woman entrepreneur who is just uh, broke off from a corporate, uh, actually used to run an entity for a large corporation, broke off, bought that entity from the corporation and has really turned it around and done fantastic things. Um, I will tell you, she doesn't make a move. She'll, she'll go through all of her stuff and then she'll sit there and say, okay, Joe, this is what we're thinking about. You know, what's my liabilities? Are there any other things? And this way we get a quick sign off on it. And a couple of times I will tell you, it stopped things dead in certain areas that they went to. So, you know, we're not here to quash anybody's dreams or, or to tell an entrepreneur, don't do this. 
but we're here to tell you realistically, this is what you know the current liabilities are. Or like I say, if you're changing your marketing strategy and you're going to say a younger age group, a younger demographic, and you're going to do it through social media and the like, you might have some things that you want to watch out for there. You, we might tell you there's some consultants you want to bring in on that just to make sure you don't do it the wrong way or perceive differently. So the ongoing relationship is huge, and that's what we do. We always say anybody who's a client of ours is a partner of ours as well. We, we have a vested interest in their business succeeding, um, and we want to see that, but it's, it's just good common sense. And there again, so you know, we started this at the outset of talking about uh, the most important thing is understanding the business. Well, that's great at the beginning, at the outset, but if that business has changed, we need an ongoing understanding. And that, that's where, again, so it goes right, right back to that basic tenet of understanding the business and continuing to understand it as it changes and morphs. And that's the same with individuals. That's the same with high net worth individuals. As they accumulate more assets, it tends to happen organically. People don't say, okay, we're going to buy a house here. You know, they're, they're somewhere where I, I talked to one of my clients who was uh, worth a billion dollars, and he had bought a, a farm in Maryland many years ago. And I asked him, I said, you know, were you looking for a farm in Maryland? He said, no. He, was in, uh, he had flown his jet out to uh, a Sotheby's office in California to look at another home, and the realtor was late. And he was sitting in the waiting room of that the realtor, and he saw this one, and he saw the farm in a thing. And they didn't even meet with the realtor. They left. They went to the airport. They flew out to Maryland. So made very fast sometimes, and it just really as quickly and advise you on those changes with the assets and, and the risk and liabilities you're going to have out there. Yeah, no, it's it's so important, and and this is critical, Joe. Let's talk about how they find you. I'm going to pull up your website, and you know, tell us a little bit about you know the company and you and your the services. Sure. So so we're as I said, we're a boutique firm. We um, we work uh, specifically on two sides. We work on commercial insurance, and we work on. For high net worth individuals and it's because it's not that we're snotty or anything and we don't think you know, I have lots of friends who call me and say I don't think I hit your minimum but what no one said yeah I'll help you I mean it's it's one of those things it's uh, but our for our niche and the type of advising that we do we only work with again the top companies both on the commercial side and on the uh, on the personal line side as well and that's a very that's a small universe uh, in certain states for example commercial insurance for example, in my home state of Florida, and we can do business in any state, and we have advisors in many states, but in my home state of Florida, because of the wind component, because of insurance, I'm sure, the, uh, or the, the, the wind coverage, uh, companies come here and write that insurance for a while, then they, their actuaries tell them, no more, <laughs> you're full on wind exposure. I'm sure it's the same in your home state of California with with uh, earthquake. Mm -hmm. and we out there as well. So, so the markets are very dynamic. Somebody who is great in the business commercial like two years ago, if I have a new client and I'm seeking for them, they may not be available anymore because they've stopped writing in the state of Florida. So, you know, it's, it's an ongoing process with this and so forth. So, so we keep up on top of that. We maintain our relationships with all of our vendors. And again, we, and we constantly are re-educating ourselves with current problems that face both the entrepreneurs and 
again, the business owner. So it's, you know, I, I maintain all my financial designations, as you see on my, my website, I carry a CPWA, SEMA. Uh, uh, that's the same thing that a financial advisor, a corner office financial advisor in this country would have. This way, when I walk in, they know, okay, this guy maybe knows a little bit about my business as well and kind of gets me. And uh, and we can we can then talk at that rather than, and you know, the biggest thing I found, and I'll close it with this, the biggest thing I found when I came over to this side was that uh, most people on this side of business never talk to folks on the financial side. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there was a fear factor or what there was. I didn't have that obviously because I had come from that world, but um, I don't see many doing it to the extent that we do it um, and probably for that reason. Uh, and again, they don't have the training. I mean, my training comes in estate planning and all the issues that have to do with wealth management. So I can understand it. I can speak to any of their advisors. If you look at the website, I mean, our key thing is to work with the persons. We want to work with those other professionals, the wealth manager, the accountant, the CPA. We want to make sure everything's congruent all the way across the thing. That's uh, how you do it. And it is so important to kind of bring these all together. And I mean, and that's one of the reasons we work well together, Joe. Let me, uh, first of all, thank you. I'm going to go to key takeaways now of you know, I learned here. And this is, you know, the kind of, this is universal in business. Stephen Covey said it first, seek first to understand, then be understood. But working with professionals and particularly financial professionals, you want them to understand who you are, what you're doing, because you, you know, we're specialists, whatever we're in, we know our businesses, but there's so many nuances out there and it's, it's important. It's also to stop thinking of insurance as an expense. It's really managing it. And this is, you know, particularly most of us are growing businesses to sell down the road. You know, this is going to be part of the valuation. If you can manage your liabilities and transfer that risk where appropriate, it's huge. DNO, DNO you know, director and officer insurance, it's one of the big things. You know, Joe said I hadn't heard that statistic 25% only. I mean, this is kind of ridiculous. Uh, employee practices. You know, all you gotta do is pick up the paper today, whatever day it is, and there'll be something in there about that and that exposure. So, you know, the key is, and this is with all professionals, you wanna have a core team of top, you know, you should have, in essence, as entrepreneurs, if you don't have a family office, and usually you gotta have a hundred million or more to have a family office, uh, you should have a virtual family office. And what do I mean by that? You're gonna have these professionals that are gonna work with you on an ongoing basis to really make a difference. And what a difference it can make in accelerating your success, not only in the business side, but also on the personal side, so you can take care of the people you love, the causes you care about, and really make a difference in the world. Joe, I wanna thank you uh, for the time today, and let's go out. You know, any, the above me, aesnation.com, you can go for the show notes, the transcriptions, uh, the links, and let's go out and make a difference and let's get rid of that liability as well. All the best. Thanks so much. Really enjoyed it. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.